Young African Entrepreneur, Episode 10. Welcome to Young African Entrepreneur, the leading resource for starting and growing a business for flourishing entrepreneurs in sub-Saharan Africa. Join in as we discuss tactical advice, personal motivators, and unexpected surprises for industry leaders and market professionals as they chart their own path to success. It's your time, your journey, your Africa. So please welcome your host, Victoria Crandall. Today's episode is going to be a little different from my usual Young African Entrepreneur interview show. Today, it's just going to be me. Um, Today is, you know, it's episode 10. I've been podcasting for six weeks. Well, at least the show has been live for six weeks now. I've actually been working on it for six months. So I thought it would be interesting if I shared... Um, some reflections about my podcasting journey and particularly kind of the challenges for creating a podcast about African entrepreneurship for an African audience, because it's not going to be the same as if you're creating a podcast for an American, a European audience. It's totally different. So I created a list of my top five reflections about my podcasting journey thus far. And here it is. Let's get started. Number five not knowing the business plan. Okay, so when I tell people that, you know, I have a side project of a podcast where I interview African entrepreneurs, the first thing they ask me is, well, Victoria, what's the business plan? And I have to very honestly tell them I don't have a business plan because the uncomfortable truth is that Podcasts are not an easy thing to monetize. And if you go into creating a podcast thinking that, oh, wow, I'm immediately going to make a lot of money and I'm going to quit my day job in six months, you're going to be severely disappointed. It doesn't work that way. However, if you approach a podcast as, wow, this is my passion project, this is a side project, um, I'm really happy about creating something, you get amazing skills from the podcast. Like that's what I've appreciated so much is that over the six months, I've, I've learned so much about interviewing, which is a very difficult skill. It's, it's a real craft, um, asking good questions, learning how to use audio hardware, which has been so difficult for me, Uh, how to market things online, how to use social media. You learn so much from creating a podcast. It's unbelievable. And the other upside that people don't appreciate, but is that you get to network. I mean, what better way to reach out and meet interesting people than to say, hey, I think you have a fascinating business. I love your story. I want you to share your story with my listenership, with my audience. Would you come on my podcast? And thus far, I've been very lucky in that African entrepreneurs are really, really want to share their story. They really want to kind of pass on the lessons they've learned. And people have been very supportive and very helpful about coming on the show. And so now the cool thing is that if I go to Addis Ababa, if I go to Nairobi, if I go to Lagos, um, I can go out and meet people. Like I'm, I'm kind of in the process of making friends or at least kind of contacts, which is very cool. So, and a real upside, a real advantage. So to get back to the business plan idea, I think in the beginning, you have to be very honest with yourself and people who've 
even come to have very successful podcasts, they will say it's maybe at the two-year mark that they can turn it into a viable business. But if you are going to turn it into a business, what would that look like? You know, maybe it's about being a thought leader in your industry. Maybe it's about giving presentations or being a speaker. Maybe it's about creating online content to help your audience with whatever problem they face. Maybe it's about publishing books. There are many directions you can go in using a podcast kind of as a launching pad. And I mean, on that note, it's kind of incredible how people started out with a podcast and then the things that they got into. So for instance, I got started with my podcasting journey because I signed up for a course on how to do a podcast, uh, which is crazy, but it's, um, you know, it was worth every penny that I paid for it. And it's, you know, as part of the course, there's an active Facebook group and some of the stories of people who've been podcasting for a year, two years, three years, it's amazing what they go on to do. There was a story of a man who had been podcasting for two years and he just got a show with National Geographic. Uh, another man who has a podcast about cars and cars and car enthusiasts. And I believe he also just books closed a TV deal. So these are maybe not the most representative examples. I mean, it can also be things of going on to having a coaching business, having some other online business, being a speaker in your industry, getting invited to conferences to be a keynote speaker. Other business opportunities can come via the podcast. So often when people say, oh, Victoria, what's your business model? You know, I honestly have to say, I don't know. But kind of what someone told me when, you know, I was kind of concerned of like, oh, well, is this going to go anywhere? You know, there's a really great Martin Luther King quote that speaks to this. And he says is that, take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the entire staircase to take the first step. And that's how I see my podcasting journey. So that's, so that's a bit on the business plan question. Number four, finding my avatar for young African entrepreneur is really hard. So what do I mean when I say avatar? Avatar is, you can think of, is like your ideal listener. So if you're creating a podcast, who do you want to reach out to? Who do you want to help? Who do you want to, who do you want to listen to your podcast? And when I first started um, Young African Entrepreneur in the very early stages, you know, I assumed, oh, you know, my avatar is going to be maybe a 20 or 30 something young African, maybe someone who's come back from the diaspora, who's working in a corporate job and they're not very happy. They see or have friends who are out hustling with their own side businesses and they really want to do that, but they're too scared to. Or they think that they don't have the they don't have the mentors they don't have kind of access to uh, social capital or just to you know to resources to kind of give them those tools to be an entrepreneur. So I've always thought from the very beginning that that is my avatar. And normally, when you have an idea of your avatar, who you think your avatar is then you need to go out and find that person and you need to talk to them. You need to ask them questions of, hey, you know, 
if you listen to my podcast, is it helpful? What do you want more of? What do you want less of? Do you like the format? Do you want a long form interview show? Do you want something that's maybe maybe shorter and like more actionable, less story driven? I mean, you want to you want to create something that's adding value to someone, right? And to do that, you need to query them. You need to go out and talk to them. And so I think if I had an audience that was American or European, or again, kind of where you can find them more easily via traditional channels, it would be a lot more straightforward. You know, I could go on to Reddit or I could go on to Quora, some of these like Q&A online forums, and I could pitch people, you know, or not pitch them. That's kind of the wrong word. But, you know, I could go out and talk to them and get their feedback. And it's not to say, obviously, you don't that you don't find young, you know, young Africans online. Of course you do. But kind of finding where they congregate, where you can reach out to people and ask them like, hey, I've made this podcast. Would you listen? Or, or if you're interested in young in, in entrepreneurship in Africa, what are you interested in hearing about? That can be a little more challenging. And I mean, I am the first person to say that I've just, it's something I've put on the back burner and I really can't afford to anymore. Like I really actively have to go out and find people who I think are representative of my avatar and go out and talk to them. And for example, Twitter or LinkedIn, where you find lots of Africans who are interested in entrepreneurship is a great place to start. And admittedly, I haven't been so great at that. But again, it's not as straightforward as as it would be if I had a different audience. So number three, oh, the trickiness of distribution. <laughs> distribution is a really tough one. Podcasts are are available via podcast directories. So that would be iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or now Spotify has gotten really big into podcasts. And if you look in the United States um, where the podcast market is quite big, Apple Podcasts, so iTunes, if rebranded to Apple Podcasts, they control 80% of the podcast market. So most people, if you're looking for new podcasts on whatever topic that interests you, you're going to go via iTunes. And unfortunately, iTunes is not available. It's it's not readily accessible to people in sub-Saharan Africa. Yes, if you go on to the iTunes store, there are stores for Nigeria and Kenya and Ghana. Uh, notably, Cote d'Ivoire isn't there. Uh, South Africa, of course. But I'm pretty sure if you're using iTunes, you need to link your username to a credit card. And there's so many payment issues. If you're living in Sub-Saharan Africa, you know, paying for goods and services abroad, that often you can't use a locally issued uh, Visa card. It won't be accepted. And of course, you also, there's also the question of expense. So, you know, there are a lot of you know, a lot of Africans that do not use iTunes. So kind of that traditional path for distribution is just not going to work if you want to reach an African audience. And it's pretty much the same thing with the other major podcast directories. So Stitcher, SoundCloud, I feel is a little more, I don't know, it has a little more notoriety or like it's better known by Africans. But SoundCloud, I mean, it's, it's, who knows if it's going to be around that much longer? I think the company isn't doing so well. 
And yeah, so it's so distribution is a really is a really tricky one because I think the bigger question is that a lot of Africans don't know about podcasts. I think podcasting, podcasts, it's really kind of a new thing in Africa and there's very very little Africa focused content out there and people just don't really know that, you know, you can download programs to listen to, you know, for free online. So there's a lot of education to do about podcasting and creating more Africa-focused content that would interest African listeners. Number two, battling perfectionism. This is a really big one for me. I really struggle with perfectionism and not just when it comes to podcasting, but in other parts of my life as well, whether it's writing papers or um, delivering any major, I don't know, any major project, I can really struggle with meeting deadlines because I want it to be perfect and it's never going to be perfect, right? And it's almost this form of self-destruction away. I mean, so I'm perfectionism is very, is very toxic, right? Because you, you're so paralyzed by fear of it not being good enough and maybe getting criticism, um, or people not liking it that you just don't put it out there. You don't advance. And how can you get better if you're not putting yourself out there? If you're not kind of launching your project, if you're not launching the podcast. So, I mean, when I first started, I had some real concerns if I would even launch, if I would even get to launch because I've had creative projects in the past. Um, For instance, I had a blog that was maybe up for two months (laughs) because I, yeah, I just, you know, I felt like it wasn't good enough. I wasn't getting the traction that I wanted. And so I shut it down. And with the podcast, it's, you know, kind of, as I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, it's, it's very, it's a lot of work. And um, it requires a lot of time and any different level of, you know, of of the process, you know, the interview, the post-production, your audio, maybe your social media, maybe your tweets you don't like. I mean, any part of the process, you know, can always be subject to self-criticism and, I don't know, self-flagellation of like, hey, this just isn't good enough. And I have to check that feeling, you know, every every day, you know, that I'm kind of, that I'm podcasting. And and I'm so glad I have because had I listened to my inner perfectionist, I never would have advanced with this project. Something kind of what I remind myself of is that podcasting, it's a great medium for self-exploration, for for just experimentation, for trying new things, because anyone can podcast. The barriers to entry are pretty nil. I mean, what do you need? You need a microphone, some basic equipment, and you're good to go. And you can try out a lot of things, which is very empowering. And that's the thing too, that kind of helps you check that perfectionism of saying of like, hey, you know, I'm going to try this idea, going to see if it works. If it doesn't, that's okay. And to give you an example, I mean, when I first started the podcast, I thought I had this clever and brilliant idea of having the show tagline be chop and hustle. Young African entrepreneur, where you learn how to chop and hustle. You know, hustle means, I think we all know what hustle means now. It's taken on that idea of like having a side project, a side business, being an entrepreneur. 
And, you know, chop in pigeon means to eat. So I thought very like, ooh, this is a clever idea of, you know, you got to make money to eat, you know, that chop and hustle. You know, I thought it sounded snazzy and, you know, I don't know, and fun. And I thought it was a great idea. Luckily, I did not launch the podcast with that tagline because a lot of people found it very offensive and not uh, and not funny and had a very negative reaction to it. Luckily, I tested this idea on Twitter, reaching out to people in the Nigeria Twitter space and asked them like, hey, you know, I'm doing a business podcast. This is my tagline. I want to use Chop and Hustle. What do you think? And all of these like negative tweets came back of like, no, not feeling it, dog, awful idea. I mean, the idea was just trashed. And, you know, I mean, you start out and you maybe have a thin skin and maybe, and that did hurt. It did sting a little bit, but thankfully I, I got some honest feedback and I did not advance with that idea because it could have turned off a lot of people, a friend and someone who's been, you know, who's given really great input into the podcast thus far. You know, when I recounted that story to him, he said, oh, it's not just that it's cultural appropriation it's lazy cultural appropriation and he was right in short the podcast is all about checking your perfectionism and playing around with new ideas and number one fighting instant gratification i think in the age of the internet it's so easy and and this is you know one of the blessings of the internet but it's so easy to put something out there something you create and to yeah, you know, to connect with an audience. And that's wonderful. Um, But often, particularly now, there's so much noise. There's so much out on the internet that your idea, your project, you know, your podcast, it it gets lost in the kind of the, the noise. And it's very, it's very easy to fall into this trap. And I have to check myself Every week that I upload, <laughs> I upload a new episode of YAE or, you know, I look at my download stats on Lipson. And it's very easy to think, oh, no one likes my podcast. Um, you know, I'm not getting the traction I want. I put all this hard work into this thing that I think's really great and I'm not connecting with anyone, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's it's honestly childlike, but... You know, I think we all have that reaction because we're almost at least, I mean, I speak as being an American, but we've, there's this culture of instant gratification and that you want results and you want to connect with people and you want to engage people. And what you lose sight of is that these projects take a long time. So it's, it's something, you know, particularly a podcast, it, it takes a long time. And so that's what I remind myself every day is that, you know, as cliche as it sounds, it's as much, it's more about the journey than about arriving at the destination. So anyway, listeners, I hope you liked this kind of brief, you know, top five list of my reflections of my podcasting uh, journey with Young African Entrepreneur. Be sure to check out the show notes. I'll you know, write up this short episode. Um, Always, I love to hear your feedback. Again, I want to connect with my avatars. So please shoot me an email at victoria at yaepodcast.com. 
Next week, we'll, I'll, I'll be back in my normal schedule of talking to inspiring African entrepreneurs. I'm really excited for next week's episode where I'll be talking to my friend Wiza of Africa is Talking. Until next time, bye. That's all for this episode of Young African Entrepreneur. But we can use your help in evolving this show through your feedback and suggestions by engaging with us on social media at YAE Podcast. You can also visit yaepodcast.com for show notes, resources, and information on today's episode. That's yaepodcast.com. It's your time, your journey, your Africa, young African entrepreneur.